Hello, and welcome to our weekly podcast of Who's Here in the Hamptons. I'm Dan Retiner, your host, broadcasting from my home in the Hamptons, where I have lived for over 55 years. I've written a dozen books about this glorious place, and I've seen it grow through the years from small tourist towns, quaint fishing villages, and a summer playground for high society, to what it is today, a world-class resort for celebrities, artists, musicians, authors, and billionaires. In my podcast, I will bring you interviews with not only these people, but also prominent local people who have helped shape the Hamptons. I'd like to welcome to the show Taylor Barton and G.E. Smith. They are music people and uh, have had a long history in the business, including playing with some of the greatest uh, musicians and composers of our time. Uh, G.E. Smith is, for 10 years, was the uh, had the band for Saturday Night Live. Uh, Taylor Barton has produced many of his shows, and uh, somehow they've settled out here. Uh, they are doing an upcoming show at Guild Hall, and I'll start by asking about that. Either one of you want to jump in? Well, this is our sixth season of Portraits, which we launched in 2015, and we've had everyone from Billy Squire, to Roger Waters, to the Avid Brothers, Dawes, uh, Kevin Bacon, Ethan Hawke. And the very first one we did at Bay Street in 2015 was called The Masters of the Telecasters. And this is mainly the best guitar players out there who are backing people like the band or Levon Helmer. In GE's case was Dylan Hall & Oates, uh, David Bowie. So they are coming back together to do that show because that show was such a huge success. Everybody was up dancing and we thought it'd be a great way to come back to live music now that we can go out again and get everybody. It's outside, uh, you know, capacity is a hundred per show and we are going to have a party on July 5th with the masters of the Telecasters Guildhall. to launch live music back into the community. Where in uh, where at Guildhall are you going to be? Is it out on the side of the stage? Yes. Yeah, they built a really nice stage. Uh, they call it In the Garden. It's on the side. And we did a show there last summer. Um, and it was beautiful, actually. It was really beautiful. Uh, of course, the theater is itself gorgeous but and that will reopen probably at the end of the summer but when we made these plans we wanted to come back and celebrate and also celebrate the fourth of july and guild hall's 90th anniversary that's also what we're celebrating that's going to be wonderful and i will i will be there okay good wear that hat and dan bring your dancing shoes that's a great hat you're wearing i love it (laughs) Um, I wanted to ask you, um, every one of the musicians you've worked with has his own style, uh, his own uh, instrumentation, and uh, his his or her own uh, way of doing things. And I, it just seemed to me you must have, it must be wonderful to be able to uh, see where they're going and go there. And I wanted to ask you ask you about it and tell me. Uh, some of the, uh, if you have any standout stories that you might want to tell us about the times you've, you've been in that position. 
Well, yeah, I've been very lucky. You know, I've never done anything except music. I got a guitar when I was four and I started playing seriously probably when I was seven. Started playing professionally when I was 11 and it's all I've ever done. Um, well, let's let's tell a, a Bob Dylan story because since yesterday was Bob's 80th birthday and uh, I, I had always loved his music. You know, uh, his first record came out when I think I was about 11 and I got it right away and learned all the songs and I was very influenced by Bob. And a wonderful thing when I was playing with him, we would have an electric band, you know, just a small band, myself on guitar, Bob on guitar, a bass player and a drummer, just four of us. And we'd start the show. And then at some point, about an hour in, we'd break it down to just Bob and myself on acoustic guitars. And he would just play whatever he wanted. And I would just follow along. And I've always loved that kind of seat of the pants kind of playing, you know? There's, uh, I always say there's only 12 notes. How wrong can you go? <laughs> I, I would just follow him, follow him. And I guess it worked pretty good because he felt, he felt uh, uh, free to be able to do any song that he wanted without us ever talking about it. He would just launch into it and I'd, I'd grab hold of his coattails and see where it took us. I, I remember Raul hearing his uh, song, one of his less popular songs, which I love, is uh, "Man Invented All the Animals," named all the animals. Yes, right? great song. We we played that a few times. Yeah, great song. You think he? Of, Did of, man gave names to all the animals? Something like that. Yeah, man yeah. gave all the animals. Yeah. Considering all of the. Uh, what what he, what he's composed and what others have been composed. Do you think he deserved the Nobel of yes. all? Yes. Uh, yesterday morning, uh, I went out and sat in the car for a minute listening to the radio because I knew they'd be playing a lot of Bob and talking about him. And they played that that song that he put out about a year ago called Murder Most Foul. It's 17 minutes long. And it's it's this long catalog of of markers in 20th century American history, culture and history, politics, politics. It's kind of based around the JFK assassination, but he goes all all over the map in America, in the United States. And it's such genius. It's such great literature that I thought, yeah, he deserved that prize. I did too, by the way. I, yeah, I, but I have my iPods, my earpods, and I sure like I'm in the middle of I'm doing the backup part also. I see the intro. Uh -huh. I was listening to him this morning just by chance, one of his early songs, and I was I mean, he was what, twenty-three on that record I was listening Not to. Not even. And he was already so uh steeped in in uh existentialist intellect he was so smart and he was just talking about in the song coming to greenwich he called it greenwich village, village. he was kidding and he, he says he walks in and he plays a couple of tunes and the guy likes them and then he says and sooner or later everything is struck by the fountain of a pen and he said oh there's plenty of people around here who 
have no food to eat, but they have a lot of forks and knives. And he says, somebody's got to cut something. They got to cut something. So then, you know, at that age, he was like, they're going to cut me. Yeah. As an artist, I was just like, how did he know this at such an early age? You know, and it's funny we're talking about this because I had no idea what we were going to talk about, but I just had to add that. Did you tour with these bands or just play it? No, toured, toured. And with with a lot of them uh, made records as well, but touring, I've always been a live musician. That's that's what I enjoy the most. So I'm very glad that this, uh, you know, period of, of quarantine and everything is is ending so I can get back out and play in front of people again. Um, how did you come to move out here? I know you're from Pennsylvania. Uh, I, I didn't get a chance. Where are you from, Taylor? I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, um, uh, born and raised, and, and I followed him out. Well, I came out actually with somebody else for some weekends early on, but I moved out with GE. And you came because of Lauren, right? Yeah, I, I was around the Saturday Night Live people in the late 70s. And Lauren Michaels had had uh, come out here in, I think, 76. He, he had bought some property in Amagansett and, and built a house. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of just followed along and I loved it as soon as I came here. Even though I'm a guy that came from nowhere near the ocean, it just felt good to me. Amagansett it just feels good to me. So, is uh, Stephen Talkhouse sparing? Yes, they're back and um, they've got, you know, their COVID rules. I don't think they're full capacity uh, this month, but I, I mean, everything's lifting. So, we're they, playing their win. Oh, he's also doing a gig with the uh, Simon Kirk July 16th. Um, and that's when it's really going to, I think, be fully open. Yeah, things should start opening up. But uh, and to mention, Simon Kirk is the drummer from Bad Company and and from the band Free. Free. So that'll be a good show too. And uh, yeah, I, I know that all the musicians are ecstatic to be playing again. But almost everybody I've seen is like, that we're coming. You know, we we got to hear music again. I was like, good. I you know, we want to see you. Yeah, there's uh, music also at uh, Duck Creek Farm uh, on Squaw Road in Springs uh, every week. You sit on a blanket and they've got jazz and it's a uh, farm that used to be owned by John Little, a painter. Yes. Wonderful thing to go there. And there's other venues, but there is nothing like Stephen Talkout. Nothing like it. And so you- many great people have passed through that tiny little place. It has a, a beautiful history. Yes, it does. So tell me again about um, who's going to be at Guildhall and uh, uh, how, what time and, 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 and exactly what everything you can. Um, it's uh, July 5th, which is the Monday after July uh, 4th, because July 5th is the official holiday. And there's a 7 o'clock show and a 9 o'clock show. So it'll be GE uh, and Jim Weeder and possibly Chad Smith from the Red Hot, from Chili, the Red Hot Chili Peppers and a bass player and a um, what keyboard? Uh, no, well, no, just guitars, bass, drums. Yeah. Standard so, rock unit. Standard rock unit playing standard rock songs that you all love and cherish. And it's it's rocking. 
It's it's a rocking show, and uh, I'm so happy to bring it back uh, because everybody, the first time we did it, was like, oh, we loved it. When are you going to bring it back? And so we try to keep it very eclectic and keep it fresh and keep it with a bunch of um, different people that might not come here. A lot of times I try to get, you know, bands that are hard to put into a small venue because usually they're playing huge arenas. But for one reason or another, or GE's relationship with them, we're able to bring them into this intimate setting for the community so that they can get sort of a special gift. I read somewhere that you said you live within a short walk from Stephen Talkhouse. You can just... <laughs> Yeah, you can, you can walk to work. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we actually moved in within Amagansett. So now it's a little bit longer of a walk. But where we lived for many, many years was, I mean, you could walk there in five minutes. So uh, it's great. People have been known to stumble out of there and sleep in nearby houses as well. That's right. <laughs> well, you've uh, also uh, produced some big shows. And one at Madison Square Garden, and I, tell us a little bit about the intricacies of uh, doing that. Uh, Madison Square Garden, I didn't do. I did Summer Stage in Central Park West. Um, GE played the Dylan thirtieth. What was it? The thirtieth. Yeah, thirtieth anniversary, anniversary Bob Dylan show. Maybe that's what you're referring to. I was the musical director for that. Yeah, but I that produced um, Summer Stage for. Uh, Central Park, which has uh, all the the money that gets raised at this gala, uh, serves all five um, boroughs for all entertainment in the summer. So that that's a big gala, and I've produced a couple of shows um, in the past for the UN, which was run by at the time the premier music lawyer, Paul Marshall, who is no longer with us, but who started Woodstock and was, uh, you know, integral in Michael Jackson's catalog and a slew of others and taught me everything about everything. Uh, he definitely was uh, a mentor for me in the business. And we're working with Ron Delsner a little bit, you know, well-known promoter out here. We've done some things and we're, we're doing something, we hope, at the end of the summer, which we can't announce yet, but it will be good. And um, yeah, I really enjoy producing. It's for me, uh, like the, for him, playing the guitar is like brushing his teeth. Producing for me is like brushing my teeth. I feel very comfortable doing it. Well, that's great. And I'm, we're glad you're here. That's for sure. Well, we're glad to be here, too, because it's a wonderful community. And we all know after getting through what we just got through, we did a good job. We did a good job. Yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed with the way people, you know, especially like the, the year round people, you know, the people that really live here. I'm impressed by the way that they handled the whole thing, you know, uh, generally great about masks and being respectful of other people and you know, you travel around, you don't see that everywhere in, in, in the country. But I I thought everybody out here was pretty great. Well, thank you for coming on Dan's Talks. And we I'm love it, to be Dan. Here, Dan. And, to and it's our honor to be with I'm, you, with your long history here with Dan's Papers. When did you start Dan's Paper? How long has that been around now? Eight years 
nine years before Woodstock. I started. Yeah, <laughs> 1960, really? Yeah. I was in the barn. I was, I guess, uh, in 1969 when my, with its employees, it was the ninth year the paper was in business. And uh, the secretary told me, she's uh, Marge Miller, she told me, I'm heading up to Woodstock. You should come too. And I said, I'm too busy putting out the paper. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's it's tremendous, Dan. You've done a beautiful yeah, you've job. Yeah, done a great job. I went to Woodstock. I was there because luckily where I lived in Pennsylvania, we were able to go up the back way on Saturday morning. We missed Friday, the acoustic day, but we went up Saturday morning, left about five in the morning. And by about 1130, we were right up next to the stage and then we're there for the next couple of days. Saw all the, I guess all the bands. Your future uh, life and what you were going to do. Yeah, it was it was great. I mean, I was already by that time in bands and playing and, you know, had been doing it for a long time. But to see all those great bands in, in two days was amazing. Well, thanks for coming on. The Thank you, Dan. Happy summer 2021. Taylor Barton and G.E. Smith. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.